0: Hello, friends. My name is Aris Josephina. I'm your host, and you are listening to the Planting Seeds podcast. On the Planting Seeds podcast, we explore how we can cultivate a more gentle relationship with our psychical bodies, the earth, each other, and the world around us through using our senses, science, the subtle, and the secret. On Planting Seeds, we talk about all those topics. You've always wanted to talk about. We are shamelessly opening up the conversations that we all so desperately need to settle in our precious bodies and relate to each other in a more open, truthful, and empowered way. I'm so glad you're here today. So, welcome everybody to another episode of the Planting Seeds podcast. Today, I have Jill McNally with me. Jill is a good friend of mine. We've met many years ago. I'm super excited that she's here with us. And Joelle helps people to reconnect with their inner source of power and essence. With a deep belief in possibility, presence, and transformation, Joelle combines modalities, practices, and healing traditions to help you reconnect, embody, and love what has always been inside of you, which is your raw truth, your magic, your energy, your exquisite sensuality, and your authentic voice. And she aims to guide you back to a path of unapologetic self-love, truth, and aliveness so that when life happens as it does, you are grounded in you. Welcome, Joelle, to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. It's exciting being here. I'm
0: happy that you're here. Yeah, so with the podcast, I always start with a question that I ask everybody. And the question is, how do you plant seeds in the world And what is really important to you in your unique field of work?
1: In my work, what I try to, like say, expand out beyond myself and bring to this world is having people understand a deeper wisdom of their body and their being, like their fullness. So not just their head, their thoughts, their mind, what we so value nowadays, but really seeing with your body as well feeling with your body, descending into body. And once you're there, embracing what is and walking into the world from there, from that deeper guidance. And it brings me so much joy actually when people have a glimpse, let's say, or a sensation that has them dropping into that. And for me, those are the seeds. Once you have that awareness, that feeling, that it can only grow from there, even if it doesn't grow exponentially, or if it doesn't grow immediately, there's a practice that you can already build on, that that seed can already start growing. So that's, like, say, the core, the root of what I try and bring to the world.
0: Mm, I love that. And what came up within me is that when people know, you can't unknow. Once you've felt that awareness, there is no way to go back, at least for me, and with the work that I do and with the work that you've
1: showed me. And I believe that's really the magic of it. Absolutely. There's a shift that happens within when we have that understanding. And there's still a lot of practice to come. Like there still could be beliefs that you have to overcome in letting go of the idea of all the obstacles you have to go through in order to refill that awareness again, that feeling again, those sensations again to come back into body. And that comes through learning. But just as you say, you can't unknow it. Like you've been there, you know it's there. It's a remembrance, a deep remembrance of yourself, of your love, of your life.
0: Yeah, I love that. And you just spoke of people coming back to their body. How have we, according to you, how have we come so far away from our body? Because you speak of coming back, like, how do we get out?
1: Well, we get pulled. There's so much value nowadays in thinking about everything and opening our perspective about things and understanding as a head-based kind of way of understanding. And it's a great thing to understand your story or understand how things work or to be able to open your perspective and, and analyze, you know, patterns that you have, but then we start moving away from this natural communication that happens within the body. And we start overanalyzing and get pulled into our world of thoughts and stories and ideas and the illusions that can come with that because what our truth is in one moment might not be truth in the next over time. And we get pulled through media. We get pulled through other people's ideas and thoughts. We get pulled by the small things that people say to us what our culture says, the way that language is even developed and unfolds and how we communicate with each other, like words that we feel like we agree upon, even words that we feel are super beautiful, like love. What I feel love is, and when I speak the word love, might be a very different thing for you. And so we speak of things and we make these agreements, but it pulls us into these ideas and these concepts. And we don't always learn to feel what that love is or feel whatever it is, if it's an emotion or if it is an inner guidance or our body is just tired and we need to learn how to come back in to feel what's right for us in the moment instead of what is right for our idea of reality.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I have seen it happening within myself. I've seen it happening in clients. And I'm also curious, how you see that remembering and how you see that coming back to the body, like if people are listening, what is a good entrance point? Because if you've never landed back into the body, it can feel like a very big bridge to cross, or maybe there isn't even a bridge, like you have to jump. <laughs> and I'm curious, what would be like a gentle way to start understanding this concept of feeling and then also The embodying of it and maybe it's important to first tell people what embodying is and what that means to you
1: for me embodying or embodiment is really coming into presence of what is whatever it is so accepting how we are in the moment in our fullness whatever judgments are there whatever emotions are there whatever distractions are there whatever thoughts are buzzing through our mind whatever uh, pains or tension there might be in the body and welcoming all of it and learning how to come into body with that. So learning how to feel what is actually happening within. That means through sensation. So not through abstract thought or interpreting what it is because we often might feel a, a tension or a tightness in the body somewhere. Maybe we're aware of it. Some people are aware of it. Some people are not. And then we apply an idea to it. We interpret it and we say it's sadness or we say it's anger or we apply a word to it. And that comes with a whole bunch of story that wraps itself around it. And when we embody to really feel like what is the actual sensation? What is the actual tightness that is there? And how can I breathe and just be with it? How can I feel it and follow what is actually going on sensation wise in my body? and then we start learning how to slow down. And I'm often talking about slowing down with my clients and with my people that we have an idea of what slowing down actually means and what slow is, but it's so much slower. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's really feeling like every movement of breath, every tingle, every tightness, every cell that moves against the cell next to it. And when we slow down and learn to slow down, we start opening ourselves up for a deeper inner communication because there's so many signals that the body is sharing with us that we don't notice because we're so wrapped up in our life and what we have to do and what is actually going on outside of ourselves that we don't stop to feel like these little communications, these little signals, these little sensations that our body is is already signaling what it is that we need. And so maybe I've moved a little bit away from what embodiment is, but then how to actually slow down to feel that and to start listening to the emotions, to the distraction. What is it telling you? What is it offering you in the moment?
0: Thank you for sharing that. And I also loved how you spoke about how we focus on doing, but what this is really has to do is actually being and as you say, being present with what is. And I feel that that is something that many of us have not learned as from a very young age on as children already, we don't learn to be. Most of us, especially people from our generation, most of us have learned how to do and what to do. Like I can't even remember from a small age on, people would ask me like, what do you wanna do when you are older? And the body was like totally left out. And sometimes I feel like sadness for that, for all of our little selves, like the people from our generation, that we haven't learned that and that we as adults, like I learned this as an adult. I never learned this as a child. So it's beautiful that you're bringing this into the world because I believe it's not only beneficial for us, but it's also beneficial for those who come through us, like our children, like the next generation, like if we know how to embody, if we know how to do all of this and practice all of this and be all of this, it's way easier to pass it on and to transfer it as like a new norm, if I can call it like that.
1: Absolutely. I love how you put it, these little beings in the next generation, but also in our own, that we run towards this idea of whatever it is that we're supposed to be doing, whatever it is that we like, instead of feeling what would feel good what would feel good? How do I want my day to unfold in a good way? And it comes with very, very small awarenesses, like just how we wake up in the morning. Often people have an alarm or there's a time that they have to get everything done. And then we pocket this self-care because somewhere we open ourselves to the idea that we do need to take care of ourselves. We do need to take care of this body, but then we put it into these little pockets of time And, you know, I need to rush to get to the train. And so I'm going to rush, rush, rush and eat and brush my teeth and do all the things that I need to do. And then in the train, I'll relax (laughs) or on the weekend, I'll relax or on my holiday. I'll relax and take care of myself or in that hour before when I'm taking a bath on whenever on Tuesday (laughs) evening, I'll be able to relax then. And we pocket it instead of listening to what we need in the time and maybe slowing ourselves down to feel like this morning, I need to take a bit more time to just relax in bed for an extra 15 minutes. And so maybe even waking up 15 minutes earlier so that you can be and allow all of the hormones to wake up before you jump out of bed. And all of these small little adjustments, and we don't get taught all of that. But the more we embody it, the more we can pass it down as a new norm. Like it doesn't matter, or it's not that it doesn't matter what you do, but how can you bring your inner guidance and your inner feeling into what you do to move from the world behind the eyes instead of beyond the eyes?
0: Oh, I love how you put that. Do you have the feeling that more people are waking up to this being available to them in these times? Because I have the feeling like we've known each other for quite some time. And I feel even a couple of years ago when we met each other, this wasn't so alive amongst people. How do you feel that shift happening around you and
1: people? I feel there's a lot of awakening happening right now. I often call it a pressure cooker. So people sometimes have a pressure cooker within their own life that they get themselves locked into, and it needs to burst at some point. And with that, there's an awakening, there's a different unraveling, a different paradigm shift, an opening to an inner sense of knowing. And I feel that globally, we've put ourselves into that pressure cooker, and people are popping out now. (laughs) They're bouncing out of it, and sometimes willingly, sometimes with a lot of fear, sometimes as a total surprise. And it's a beautiful thing to observe, and it makes my heart sing. And what I want to share with that, like what I have noticed with that, because although it's amazing that it's happening... We are also very conditioned beings, and we're very habitual beings. And so we do things the way that we know how to do things, and we knew how to do all of that. And so we approach, like our self-care, we approach this awakening in that same kind of manner. And so we can become quite rigid In trying to lock ourselves, like making another pressure cooker of how am I going to organize like all of this awakening and all of this amazing stuff? (laughs) How am I going to go into my body? I'm going to plan that in at this time and I'm going to do that practice at that time. And then I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to, and I'm going to go on that retreat and I'm going to go over here and I'm going to follow that class. And we tighten ourselves again instead of just relaxing into being and integrating all of that and taking all that we know up here in our head and allowing it to descend into that inner cellular physical awareness which allows our soul to expand because it goes beyond the physical when we drop in we really come into sensation we start sensing what goes beyond the skin as well
0: i love that and the image that just popped into my head that i saw when you were explaining how we like compartmentalize our self-care and put it in these little pockets of time it's very linear The experience of taking care of ourselves is put in this linear calendar, if you will. Mm -hmm. Whereas like all the things that happen in the body is, you know, like a breath, the oscillation of a breath, like a wave of sensations and emotions, like it's cyclical. It doesn't happen in a linear way. There's a rhythm to it, if you will.
1: There's an undulation. I often say that it's like tune into your rhythm, your undulation of that moment and feel how it moves through you. And it is a practice to learn to come into that because there's so much pull to go like, oh my God, I'm feeling this huge wave of tingling energy and I'm not sitting in the right position. I've got to move and I've got to, you know, how do I (laughs) cultivate this wave of energy inside of me and have it do what it's supposed to do? And so then we move away from just experiencing it and just being with it. We're trying to cultivate it and manage it or control it somehow even with the intention of trying to open ourselves more to it. And the practice would be then to open ourselves, which is being and feeling and continuing to feel. Slow down, stop. It's happening. It's already happening. So how can you experience what's happening and allow that experience to be what it is? And whatever, because we're constantly changing and we're constantly transforming and evolving every second, that we can never make an experience happen again because we are different, ultimately. We're different, me and you, from the beginning of this conversation, from the beginning of our relationship. We're in constant evolution. And so with that, we can't make anything happen that we already know. Again, it'll be different and it'll be wonderful if we allow it to unfold and just be with what is.
0: I love how you explain it. And it also makes me almost like travel back to when I was a child. Like when you're like this pure, innocent child discovering the world, like every single thing you notice, like it's different, it's new, it's exciting. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it shocks you. And I feel that what you are explaining is very similar in a way to that experience that we all have known. It lives within us. We've all lived through that. And when you explain Mm -hmm. this, that's what I feel and see. It's like how a child experiences the world. And I believe we still have that little, I mean, you have that little jewel inside of you. She's lived through all of it. I have this little iris inside of me that has lived through all of it. And it feels very comforting for me to look at it in that way.
1: Do you ever... Explain it in this way or make that comparison? Absolutely. When I'm doing certain practices, just having people discover their hands for the first time and feeling, you know, one finger brush against the finger next to it, feeling what that experience is, because how often do we just allow ourselves to feel that, the brushing of our own fingers against each other? Because if you look at an infant who, first of all, doesn't always know that they have these hands, and then all of a sudden recognizes like these hands are there, then imagine the burst of sensation that goes through their being when they start learning how to move and that the hands actually come together for the first time, or that the fingers come towards the palm for the first time, or meet a different part of their body and that they can feel those sensations. And that's why I call it a remembrance as well, coming back to that huge life force that we are, that we enter into this world as. And taking all of that soul energy, for me, soul energy, uh, our souls are so much vaster and huge, like bigger than the planet, and that we've got to come into this nucleus of a body and then learn how to be with this body and all that there is in their phases. Our body doesn't always allow us to experience all immediately as an infant. And so we gradually open to the world of sensations as we make more and more connections in our brain. And we're just remembering that and slowing down to feel and be with that. Like imagine eating with your hands and smushing things all over your hands and your face and the freedom of that, first of all. And not worried about like what you look like or how <laughs> silly it is or all the thoughts. that, But just like imagine that you could just do it out of pure sensation, like sticking your hands in a, I don't know, a bowl of couscous and just massaging it for a while. And then what does it feel? feel like? And what would it feel like to put it on your arms? Or what would it feel like to put it on your face and just massage it and not have to worry about the cleaning or the whatever else (laughs) after but just like how good it feels to have that moment. And we don't allow that anymore in our life.
0: I love that. And it reminds me of like, I have some friends with children. And there is one friend who has this bowl with these little jelly balls. I don't know what they're called, but you have to add water. And then overnight they become like these jelly balls. And I remember when I saw that for the first time, I could not stop. Yeah, I had to have my hand in there and feel the sensation of these silly jelly balls like running over my fingers. And it was somehow like, addictive is a big word, but I really couldn't stop because it felt so nice and I couldn't explain it. It was like really calming and really comforting And I saw the children doing the same thing. And it's like, it's almost like a way to, I mean, not almost, it is. It's a way to regulate our bodies and know that we have this access, this access to feeling and access of, it's, yeah, soothing, maybe. How would you look at
1: that? That it's a way to settle Mm. our being like, let's say it brings our attention and our awareness into our hand that's in that bowl, feeling and squishing and massaging. And it brings all of, let's say, the part of us that gets heightened into those fingers in like all of the energy goes into that moment. It brings us into the here and now. And that's very settling, especially touch and sensations. And when it's a new sensation and you're just, yeah, like, massaging into the moment, massaging yourself into the present moment. And it settles your being, it settles your, your nervous system. It settles that part of you that gets pulled, that gets pulled outside of yourself. And sometimes we need those tools.
0: The image that I see is that you're kind of like having all these tentacles out into the world. And then when you take on a practice like that, it kind of like, they come back to your body and you're just like settled and calm mm. and having your, yourself close to yourself again. That's how it looks
1: like for me. I often say it's also like pulling all your energy back when we're stuck in a thought pattern or we're worried about like, oh, did I do something right? Or did I say the right thing? Or what that person said to me? And we have like these energy, kind of like tentacles that go out to those places, those locations, and it's our energy that is there. And so really pulling it all back And the body is your best friend for that. Your body is the best way to come back into that and sensations. If a a bowl full of jelly balls (laughs) or couscous or uh, movement or touch brings you back, then yeah, they're all different practices to, to bring you back to you. It doesn't matter what works for me might work differently in a different day for me. So it's like broadening this toolkit for yourself. And why not get your own jelly bowl for when you need it? (laughs) I actually thought about that to do that. And even the thought of it is already super
0: calming because I have the remembering of how it feels. And yeah, I may get myself jelly balls soon. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also curious because it's a remembrance, but we've all had like a different history So I can also imagine that the tools that we need, like you just said, are not the same for everybody. But I'm just curious, how would you guide people
1: to find out what their tools are? Well, I can. I'll I'll share two practices in a minute. It's coming into the child's sense of exploration. Let's put it that your inner child's sense of exploration in discovering what works for you and instead of going into judgment because what might work like even the tools that i might share might bring you even more into your head when you first try it because of all of you know everything that you attach to being in your body and what i would say is as you're discovering like sometimes i have people uh, write down a list or bring a piece of paper around with them that they can make this list of just notice the small things that you do throughout the day that bring you energy And not these huge things that we do for ourselves. So not like I booked a vacation of three weeks and like, yay. But, (laughs) you know, I walked outside and although it's a stormy day, for a moment I felt this like cool breeze on my face or this wind on my face. And I closed my eyes and like I could feel like all this energy rushing through me. And then I remembered it, you know, like I've got to go on my bike and it's cold and I'm going to get wet and I don't like all of that. But that moment... Of cool breeze on your face that might bring you back to a childhood memory, or it might bring you back to, to whatever it is that gives you that energy, that stop for a moment. And then note those things down for yourself. So you start becoming more and more aware of what are the things that are already happening in your life before you get distracted into your thought pattern right after it. Like what brought you energy? Mm. A moment, a breath, a color, a flower, a blossom that you saw, uh, you know, your feet that touched sand or a squelch of mud for a minute. And before you get pulled out of that moment, like what brought you energy and filled your energetic bank account, let's say, internally for that moment?
0: I love that. And I also love the sequence of it, because you start with the body and then let people think about, oh, which moment was it that brought me that energy? Whereas how we do it, how we're taught to do it, it's like, okay, sit down and think about what would bring you energy like, and then you go do a yoga class or you go do a meditation or you go do, you know, you go outside. But this is the other way around, which I really Mm. love because it has already affirmed that it gives you energy. You don't have to go and try it to see what happens. So I really love that way of relating to this experience.
1: Because it's happening all the time. We just get caught up in whatever our mind patterns are. So we we don't remember that moment of the cool breeze on our face. We remember that it was a stormy day and I got wet. And we remember like these generalized moments that kind of like squeeze out these little energy moments that we could fulfill for ourselves in different ways. And when we become more and more aware and we slow down to understanding those little moments, we can add more of them into our life. Yes. And when we stay present with what happens within it because it can bring an emotion. It can bring, you know, all different kinds of things can start emerging inside of us. And how do we go through it? And it brings me to like one of the practices I want to share here, but also that I have almost everybody in my life doing is shaking. Mm. So really shaking your body. We did that together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did. (laughs) Shaking it all out, really like everything in your body As loose as you can be, as much as you can allow the cells of your body to jiggle and to feel gravity and to let go and shake off all of the armor that you wear and the thoughts that come about how silly it looks to shake and the thoughts of how long you have to shake and where you stiffen up and just to bring more and more shaking into it because it can bring a lot of thoughts. And if you continue shaking through all of the thoughts... And the judgments and the ideas, and you come more and more into like, oh, like what part of my body am I not actually releasing in this shake? What part of my body am I tensing up more? And how can I shake through that? Not forcing anything, but just continue and be with, okay, that part of my body is not coming into this little practice right now, but it's okay. I'll continue and be with it. And then taking a moment of pause after to feel all of the sensations and what happened. And shaking is such a beautiful practice to settle your nervous system and literally detoxify all of those stress hormones that get flooded and get stuck in the body, in the fat cells when we go into our fight and flight and when we, we have all of our fear responses and shaking resets it. And if you look into nature, animals do that naturally and we do it as well naturally but we unlearn it because, well, how many adults do you see shaking around you? <laughs> <laughs> we unlearn it because it looks how it looks. It looks like shaking. Mm. And we don't allow ourselves to go and step into it.
0: I must say that I do experience it in a in a small way in the form of like a very big, like goosebump chill. Like when something was either really nice or really gnarly, I will have this, like this, natural shake that I can't control. It's a small one, obviously. It's not a big shake, but it's like a small one. And as soon as I started to notice like the moments in which my body does that, Mm. I started to realize like, oh, this is this actually recalibrates me. Like it brings stillness in my mind and it also brings me ease and rootedness in my body. And it's something that my body has been doing all my life. But when it happened when I was younger, I would stop it. I would be like, "What is this?" Like, no. But now I understand the
1: purpose, and so it just happens, and I allow it. Mm-hmm. It's a natural response, really, of energy passing through, and you're like opening and settling and releasing and allowing your body to do what it needs to do. Your body already knows. Yeah. You just get super tense and holding it. Yeah. And holding our hips in a certain way, holding our shoulders in a certain way, and it's often out of fear. And we're trying to protect ourselves. So, you know, the elbows come closer to our sides and we tighten the buttocks and we're, we're holding the womb space and our body protects itself with all of this tension. And the more we allow the body to just do what it needs to do and become aware that we can also be with those fears and be with the emotions and find our safety in the being with ourselves, then we open and the body softens more and more mm. and more.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. So you mm. share the shaking is one big, important practice. I'm curious about the other one that you wanted to share with us.
1: The other one is my all time favorite. It's at least doing one dance a day. Mm. Dancing. Mm-hmm. And it is not about choreographies or doing anything right, or if nothing is wrong about it, putting on what Whatever your song, whatever your jam is of the day, of the week, of the year, and allowing your body to move, closing your eyes and feeling how the body wants to respond to music, feeling where you begin, where you end, where the music begins and ends, where you meet each other, where it enters into your body and how you can breathe and move with it, allowing the dance to unfold within and it has such an added benefit. It settles the body as well, settles the nervous system, but it also allows you to, let's say, process through body all of the emotions that are there.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I love dancing, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I feel that dancing is a practice that has been around forever. Like ever since the dawn of humanity, I believe people have moved their
1: bodies to rhythm. We came here to dance. It is our it is our natural medicine, the body, dancing and singing. We are all singers. We are all dancers. And we can all make that sound and open our throats and we can all move in some way or shape or form. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like we, we're very good as human beings of, of putting people up on pedestals and making separation, creating a separation and saying, oh, they're dancers. They know how to dance. I can't dance or I can't sing. And in that way, we forget our natural medicine. Yeah. And whatever that rhythm looks like, it could be just tapping your hands or whatever your body can do in the moment. How can you move in service of whatever is there? How can you voice whatever needs to be voiced in service of what is present inside of you in the moment.
0: I love how you express that. Thank you so much for all this valuable information and sharing these practices with us. And I think it's also a good reminder because these practices, they're pretty simple. Like everybody has Mm -hmm. access to it. And sometimes I even catch myself sometimes like getting caught up in all these complex and successful things that I need to do. But coming back to the basics of it usually brings the biggest joy for me, the biggest joy, the biggest
1: settling,
0: maybe even the biggest safety in my body, in my physical
1: form. I often describe it as, you know, we have our masculine energy and it's that head energy that wants to achieve and is more linear and focused. And it wants freedom. It wants that independent freedom in the world. And our body and the feminine being present, being inclusive, being in that intuitive, mysterious, chaotic energy that exists within the body, it wants safety. Yeah. And so when we allow ourselves to come back to body, it increases this, it grounds us into our internal safety more and more and more, the more we open ourselves to it, which creates the grounds for that freedom. Mm,
0: I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us yeah i feel this is a very beautiful note to end on but i do want to ask you Mm -hmm. is there anything else that you would like people to know any practice any wisdom that you want to share with people
1: i guess it all comes down to knowing that your body is communicating with you all the time all of your answers are right there and that's it. Mm. It's right there for you to explore and expand into.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and share your work and your wisdom with us.
1: Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to speak with you.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please, please, please share it with others, with your friends, with your family, post about it on social media, or leave a rating or a review on all the platforms. To catch all the latest news from me, you can follow at the planting seeds podcast on Instagram or at cycle seeds on Instagram, or you can go to my website, www.cycleseeds.com. Thank you again so much. And I'll see you next time.